Welcome to the Student Affairs Spectacular, the weekly podcast giving you a front row seat to the greatest student affairs show on earth. And now your ringmasters, Tom Kriegelstein and Dustin Ramsdell. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the podcast, episode number 135 with Alicia Ray uh, talking about alumni relations for this episode. So Alicia is a good friend of mine. Uh, She is one of the first people that I met when I uh, moved for my first student affairs job post-graduation at Hudson University up in Maine. Uh, So I always really appreciated her uh, for being one of those first welcoming people that really helped me uh, kind of feel at home. Uh, She uh, left uh, a little ways into my first year, but we kept in touch and uh, I've always just appreciated her uh, insight into the world of alumni relation and uh, uh, development and all that as it relates to higher education. So uh, she does great work up at Beats College currently. Um, and uh, as we're finishing out this season, just wanted to uh, reach out to some different kind of people and talk about different kind of stuff. And uh, Alicia was very gracious with her time to uh, do that for us. And uh, yeah, she shares some uh, really great tips. So um, hope you enjoyed this episode number 135 with Alicia Ray. All right. So were you like doing like a program or something like it tonight? And like all the different things that you have going on? I guess, uh... <laughs> yeah. Um, tonight was a natural resources council of Maine event over at Maine beer company. Nice. So um, celebrating the new monument in Maine. Very cool. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Cause I remember that like, being in like, I guess I don't know when they uh, started it, but it, it being a thing that they were working on when I was there. And uh, it's nice to, nice to hear that it finally happened. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. through federal mandate, but it happened. Yeah. One way Thanks, or another. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah. And how has it been up? There? Like, cause I know you were doing, uh, I guess are you like posting about like doing like door to door stuff for like the election? Like, I mean, how, how, like how was that? And I guess, how does it feel after the facts, I know it's just obviously a mixed bag of just across the country, I guess, how people are feeling and like ballot measures and things that passed. Yeah, there, there were some good victories here, but, um, I would, I was on the road for work the day after, um, we got the presidential results. So I feel like I haven't really processed it yet. And like, I'm super emotional as a person. So I expect a lot of crying to happen whenever that does happen. But I haven't gotten there yet. Um, I've just been watching so much Parks and Rec and just dreaming that I live in this fantasy world where everything will be fine. Yep. yep. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, that's one of those shows I just like rewatch, even though I've like I've seen it like several times. It's just like I'll just like put something on, you know, just uh, like that in the office. I'll just. Uh habitually put on if i'm just like feeling lazy it's like i'm not ready to like invest in like a new episode of like a show yeah. or just like a new show in general so um but uh yeah and i think because i was just hearing about them doing stuff with the uh inauguration i feel like that's when it's gonna like really really like impact people and they're just like they just watch that happen and they're just like god damn it yeah uh, i've been ignoring news reality so yeah. it's just the safest thing for me right now i'm a delicate flower because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's like all they're talking about and it, it just is like yeah eyes roll into the back of your head sort of stuff and just like okay all right well this is just uh how reality is right now so um, yeah i think being on on a more liberal campus now than when we were up at hessen has been interesting because 
I can just freely say how I feel and not worry about it being unprofessional or alienating students. Whereas if I had been in Bangor while this was happening, I feel like I would have really had to watch who I was talking to and be kind of afraid to express that opinion more so um, just because it's so conservative up there, but it's been okay down here, thankfully. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, that's definitely like, yeah, just recognizing and talking to other people too. Just, I mean, that's uh, I feel like we alluded to it in like one podcast episode way back in the day, but just like the, you know, regions of the country and like where you are and the institution type can just like make a world of difference of just like the sort of conversations that naturally happen, different stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it is uh, interesting to see even like within the same state, just like going, you know, a little bit of a ways. I'm sure it could be really different. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll jump in because I, 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 I don't <laughs> want to take up too much of your, your time here. I'm, uh, Again, I'm just very grateful for you uh, hanging out here. This is uh, something that I was just like sort of figuring out, um, you know, just the final couple episodes of the season here to, uh, you know, just do different stuff that I haven't covered yet and talk to different people. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And again, and this was probably one back in like the beginning of our first season. Um, we got into talking about like development student affairs in the sense of like, cultivating those relationships with people, you know, the student leaders that uh, graduate and, you know, they had an amazing time on their campus and how to try to um, have that, like, relationship or dialogue going to, it, it was very, <laughs> thinking back to it, I feel like it was very nebulous. And what, I, I want this episode to, I guess, feel a little bit more, like, actionable and tangible, uh, but that was the idea of, like, you have this RA who had a really awesome time, they graduate, and utilizing that, that relationship to help, ideally, in some places are kind of going this way from what I hear, but like, you know, just like being able to donate like directly back into residence life, having residence life be able to like start to fund itself more through, you know, generous donors and that sort of thing. Because uh, I think back then we were talking about, you know, just obviously the issues of state funding, uh, you know, dwindling uh, in a lot of places. And um, just obviously like those students know the value of the work that we do. So why not have them kind of help bear the burden or something like that. That's sort of what I feel like we were getting at, but this will be kind of more nuanced. I feel like of getting into it and, um, and just kind of figuring out how, uh, people can better collaborate with people who work in alumni relations and, uh, development and those, that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to all those things. We'll start with here as you always do give, uh, have you given an introduction of yourself and how you got to be where you are today? Sure. Uh, so I am Alicia Ray. I am currently working as the assistant director of annual giving at Bates College in Lewiston, Maine. Um, I've been at Bates for about two years and three months now. Um, and I originally came on in annual giving as well, but working as a coordinator where I worked with student programs. So highly relevant to my prior work in higher ed for res life. Um, and so my background in annual giving and alumni relations comes from when I was, when I was an undergraduate student at Connecticut College. And I worked um, for reunion programs over the summers. And at that time for me, it was just a way to make some extra money during the weekend. Um, but as I had that experience and started learning more about why it is that colleges use students for reunion workers, um, 
other than us being cheap labor. Um, it was also the fact that it's the ultimate form of stewardship for donors to see the students who are actually realizing the the funds that they're giving to the college. So um, I, I really enjoyed that process throughout my undergraduate experience. Um, as I moved into res life, I couldn't really let it go. So I volunteered at Hudson University um, in that office. And then when a position opened up there, I moved into that. Um, so that's how I got here today. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and just for clarity's sake for everyone, that is where we met. We, we worked together yeah. at Hudson and uh, yeah, I mean, that was my first job out of uh, grad school and spent two years there before I transitioned to where I am now. And um, yeah, I just always, uh, it, I guess, yeah, it's like why I thought of you for this topic is you're sort of my kind of conduit into that world, which I feel like is a very mm -hmm. kind of specific set of skills and uh, uh I don't know, just way of doing things, a different uh, point of view, and obviously just the greater higher ed landscape. So um, yeah. kind of with that, I mean, if you want to kind of maybe go over time or literally just specifically what a day is like for you right now, but like what are the typical kind of projects you work on or like the things that you do day to day just to kind of give more of that uh, clarity and what, you know, alumni relations is like on a more day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, sure. So um Kind of some context, our team at Bates is a blended annual giving and alumni and parent engagement team. Um, so we work really closely hand in hand um, on first engaging people with the college, whether they are an alum or they're a current parent of a student. Um, all of the those people we count as part of the Bates community. So we work really hard to engage them through events, through um, access to, you know, our staff, uh, kind of uh, the career development staff. We connect them to internship programs where they can host students. And then we also work with them on their um, giving. Uh, so any <laughs> anything in a day can look like something from composing a solicitation uh, where we do ask for a very generous gift of um, whatever amount is meaningful to the donor. Um, but it could also be planning an event for all of our alums who live out in Denver, Colorado and wanna get together. Um, another different day, which um, I really enjoy um, is traveling to meet with volunteers and with donors. Um, so I go to Boston a lot, that's where a lot of our alumni live and I meet with them to talk about what philanthropy means to Bates and what it means to them and connecting the dots between those two and asking them for um, usually leadership size gifts in those meetings, but also asking them to recruit their peers to give as well. Um, we've found that it's really most effective for someone else from the Bates community to make that solicitation. So uh, we have to train our volunteers in what to say in those uh, conversations that they're having, and then also steward them for the work that they're doing. So um, it's this very large set of skills that I'm drawing upon to do all of these things. Um, but luckily we work in a really great team that's super collaborative and um, we kind of team up to do these projects. Yeah. and kind of yeah it's like all this really diverse stuff of just the uh, relationship management and just kind of figuring out the right way to ask for what you need and um, kind of you know help other people do that as well but obviously all of this is not just to you know 
have you all be like Scrooge McDucks and diving into pools of money sort of thing. Like you are doing it for the betterment of the students that are there and, uh, you know, just to have that, uh, you know, experience for the students be as valuable as it can be. So, you know, obviously, like, yeah, that, that's the focus. So like maybe some like anecdotal uh, sort of things that are like the valuable outcomes of what you do um, and, uh, you know, there's those times where you feel like, okay, yeah, this is really like the tangible benefit of you know doing all that very diverse and complex work that you do every day demonstrating the impact is the most important part um we're currently working on a program uh hashtag Bates gives thanks um which i created last year um where i literally sat in the dining hall with a whiteboard with that prompt uh what are you thankful to donors for and had students write down the just one thing, um, is it the dining hall and all the food, uh, the unlimited meal swipes that you get? Um, is it the ability to, um, you know, go to the Office of Intercultural Education, which is supported by donor funds? Is it that faculty member? And I took photos of each student with their whiteboard and sent it out to a donor who had a similar interest or they were giving to that fund. And so connecting the two, um, and making students realize this isn't just your tuition dollars here. Um, that would not cover everyone's experience at the college. So educating the student and also the donor in that way has been really helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. Because, um, yeah, I remember, um, yeah, I, I forget what exactly the... I don't think it was like a named um, fun necessarily. I think it was just something that, you know, people kind of collectively pulled into. But when I was an undergrad at University of Delaware, uh, they were doing like this whole photo shoot and like a, a thank you letter writing campaign for mm-hmm. um, a scholarship that I got that uh, obviously, yeah, like they want to sort of quantify that and um, sort of, uh, I'm sure, you know, for, for certain times it's, I guess they, I guess they know the more quantitative impact of it. So it's, uh, I know the qualitative stuff would probably be a lot more valuable to know. Like that is the human being that I helped through, like you know, yeah. <laughs> like putting money into this, you know, scholarship fund and that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, that is really because yeah, I mean, for anything from you know a scholarship that helps a student persist and retain and you know eventually graduate to like you said, there's just sort of like day to day where it's just like yeah the food here is really great i really appreciate that or just you know this event that went on because of this like institute or you know uh this office that's you know funded through uh you know donations it's just like some of that's more you know kind of uh day-to-day you know maybe feel smaller but um all of it's important and those are all valuable you know outcomes Mm -hmm. for um you know, those relationships that you're cultivating and managing and stuff. So definitely, definitely really cool. Um, and what, you know, cause obviously, yeah, we know now what you do and why it's valuable, you know, what are tips that you have for fellow colleagues that would be, you know, at, you know, and just as for like the Royal, we like people who are at campuses all across the country, you know, what are tips for them, uh, for maybe what you've kind of cultivated on your, your campus, like just tips for people at higher institutions to work with alumni relations better. Obviously there's, I think a lot of opportunities to, um, you know, make connections there. So what, what would be some tips that you would give people to kind of know, uh, how to reach out to you and kind of, uh, better collaborate and all that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, um, I luckily can cite one of the best in the field, um, my own vice president, Sarah Pearson at Bates. Um, and she often says to us, we need to be super citizens on our campuses. And what she means by that is for all of us who are working in the development field, we need to realize that our needs should never be first at the college. Yes, we're serving a broader community in the alumni and parent community. And a lot of times those are the people who are paying a lot of the bills, but we are really there for the students and we're doing it for the kids. So that's kind of what I would say to other alumni relations and development professionals. Um, for other campus uh, partners who we're working with, I think just really understanding uh, where we're coming from. We are trying to raise the money for your program often. Um, and sometimes we're kind of siloed uh, at different universities and colleges um, and kind of seen as the divas on campus because we fly around the country uh, meeting with people, you know, buying them fancy dinners, that sort of thing. But you have to realize that we are also working with a lot of volunteers who are sometimes off their rocker um, a little bit. And we're really trying so hard to enable the best student experience. And we need your help in understanding how your program is giving that to our students. Um, so I think just reminding yourselves that we, we may not seem as the most approachable, but um, we definitely want to know what's going on with your programs um, and how we can best demonstrate that impact to our donors about your program. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, it's only going to, you know, in the, my internal optimist and my kind of uh, perfect world sort of scenario, yeah, it's like if there's that sort of tight uh, communication, like collaboration and uh, sharing uh, and just sort of collaborative approach is that, you know, you help generate funds to help uh, your fellow professionals do the best job they can. They share, you know, the impact that that's having with you so that you can further like be like, hey, like this is what you're doing. And like we could do even more cool stuff if, you know, mm -hmm. more people get on board sort of thing. And um, I, I guess I'm wondering, too, like um, what sort of things have you done or have you seen um, or like read about or heard about about like involving alumni in you know, like actually bringing them in to, you know, do a panel or do a workshop or do anything like that. Like what, what sort of tips maybe for how to the best kind of um, integrate that? Because I know that that's typically like all of my do, uh, you know, a fair amount of them would probably want to actually like be involved more so than just like, you know, uh, donating money or in addition to that maybe. So like any tips there about actually bringing alumni like onto campus, how to maybe best do that? Yeah, um, one really great initiative that we did last fall, um, a first year seminar professor reached out to me knowing that I work with the alumni council and said, I, my students are doing a seminar on why college? Why are we here? What is the purpose? What is the goal? Um, and she asked if we could bring in some alums. And so I, we had our leadership volunteers who would already be back on campus. So I was able to match them up with um, someone who is a very young alum, someone who graduated in the 60s, and someone who has a young family, so graduated in the late 90s. Um, and they explained how college was helping them with their specific um, place in life. Um, we talk about the donor life cycle, but also just 
who they are as a person and their life cycle. So a young alum is really looking for skills to get them into grad school or into the right career, whereas uh, someone who's starting a family is looking uh, to instill their values in the next generation. And so being able to translate that to the first year seminar was really valuable for those students who were exploring that question so deeply for the semester. Anyone who's looking to do that on a campus should really reach out to um, any administrative assistant or coordinator within the advancement or development office at their school. Uh, Nine times out of 10, I'd say they would love to help you out with that, or at least just give you names and contact information for people who would be good for that, even if they don't have the time to reach out themselves. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, because I know I did that. because when I was at Hassan, uh, uh, my second year in the fall, um, I taught like the the first year seminar, and like I was, mm-hmm. uh, I brought in a few people for that. So, because um, yeah, like it helps them, even in the simplest sense, like just be like, oh yeah, like people graduate from here and like get to do cool stuff. <laughs> like they like see like yeah. that's an actual human being versus you don't all... stop existing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like because yeah, like it's it's so much of their world, and they hear so much about like you will eventually graduate and you will eventually be like, uh, you know, full-time, like, you know, adult kind of doing their own thing and all that. Like this will all sort of be for a purpose and a goal that's realized. So, um, yeah, certainly having alumni like there in person, you know, uh, can kind of help them, them see that. You can often pull them from your current staff too. I mean, uh, thinking about Hassan or even Bates right now, I could name 15 people on staff who also graduated from there. So showing them how they function within the university or college um, as they know it, because that's the most relevant thing. Plus then you save on travel. So um, that's a good place to pull from as well. Yeah, um, that is a good tip. Cause yeah, I know like, uh... Uh, my uh, certainly humbling to a certain extent, but it's like I'll go back there maybe when it's like the right way, the right time. But like, uh, yeah, like University of Delaware is definitely where I've, I cultivated the you know my interest in higher ed and have a lot of uh, affinity there, and I you know I donate uh, when I can. So uh, yeah, like I've applied for jobs there, and it's never really worked out. But it's like there is so many people that I know just at institutions all over the place. Just yeah, like. They love where they are so much and they just like, you know, stick around doing something for some period of time. And um, yeah, and it's like, yeah, you probably might, might not realize how many people might be like that, you know, at your institution. So they would, um, you know, certainly be, I would hope, uh, you know, willing to donate some of their time to help out and stuff. So um, yeah, cool. Good stuff. Uh, and yeah, as we start to wrap up here, um, so any uh, resources, you know, just relevant to any of the stuff that we talked about that maybe helped you figure these sort of things out for uh, other uh, development alumni relation professionals or for other people to help understand more of like what you do, anything that you'd want to, you know, we can include in the show notes. Yeah, so um, I would highly recommend getting a subscription to the Council for Advancement and Supportive Education website, uh, CASE, and it's at case.org. Um, on there, there are opportunities for conferences. There's kind of a library of um, best practices. Um, people sometimes submit for awards and you can see programs or communications that they've done or policies that they've written. Um, And those have been really helpful um, for imagining and reimagining sometimes our work in the annual fund and with engagement. 
Um, I would also recommend just reaching out via LinkedIn to people who uh, share similar positions to you at other institutions. Uh, for the most part, we each have our own captive audience. You know, someone who went to Bates College also probably didn't graduate from Hudson University if you're working for a solely undergraduate side of the house. So um, sharing with each other is definitely not frowned upon. So really utilizing those resources. Um, I know at Bates, we have a, a group called Staff, which is sharing the annual fund fundamentals. And we email each other with questions all the time and also just for venting and support sometimes. So having those resources around, super helpful. Um, and the last thing I'd say is reach out to me. Um, I hope Dustin's okay with me sharing my contact yep, information. Yep. Um, but you can just find me on LinkedIn and I'd be happy to chat with you about um, anything that I know about. And if I don't know about it, uh, I do work on a fairly large team so I can find someone who knows something I'm pretty sure. So um, feel free to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's come up many times and I think it's hopefully if somebody hasn't done it and is thinking about doing it, the repetition will uh, encourage them of just like, if nothing else, just reaching out to another like human being that does stuff that you are interested in. Like people generally in higher education are very generous with their time. It costs nothing obviously other than just a little bit of your time. And, you know, even a, a 30 minute, uh, you know, phone call or something or, you know, Google hangout, whatever you use. Cause I mean like these podcasts, like it gives me a little bit more of an excuse, you know, that it's like, Oh, I do this thing and it's, you know, it's for a project kind of thing, you know, but even at the very least, if you, you know, research somebody or knowledgeable and really interested in their story, a lot of people are, you know, more than happy to talk about themselves sort of thing. So it's like, <laughs> you just garner a lot, but like, how did you decide to do what, you, you know, what you did when, how, and you know, all that and just tips and resources like we do and just, uh, yeah, because I think, uh, thankfully, higher ed is a very collaborative and, you know, sort of open uh, field where uh, more often than not, we all realize we're sort of all on the same team or all working towards the same goal of trying to, like, better society and grow better people, you know, and, like, uh, develop them. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever, I mean, it's really only just because adult humans are busy that, you know, things might not happen as quick as you would want, but... Uh, you know, just being diligent and being uh, patient and um, courteous to people and just reaching out, I think, can be uh, definitely a great resource. And I appreciate you making yourself available uh, in that regard as well. So, um, yeah, we'll uh, include all that stuff in the show notes. And uh, we will end this episode as we always do with whatever final thought you'd like to wrap everything up with. Okay. Well, uh, I feel like it's a little off topic. It has a little bit more to do with the election, but I, I'd like to think that it applies a little bit to um, any work we're doing in higher ed. Um, it's a quote from uh, a, a podcaster who I listen to quite often, Justin McElroy. And he, um, he just tweeted uh, on November 8th, I'm going to wake up and keep trying to do good. And so are you. And no one gets to vote on that. So I hope everyone keeps trying to do the best for our students, for our colleagues, for our cross-campus partners and the world. Mm, yes. Um, yeah, that's something that's been a little bit, you know, amidst everything else encouraging to me of like uh, that people hopefully will be galvanized to 
do better and, you know, uh, do those things that you might be like, oh, yeah, I should, you know, donate to that organization that, you know, at this <laughs> time might be like a little bit uh, at risk or something and just trying to yeah, be better to each other and uh, yeah, just try and do good because no one can stop you from doing that. So, um, yeah, definitely a great thought to end on. I, uh, again, I really appreciate your time and uh, being <laughs> uh, generous, helping me out here and uh, always good to talk to you. And I'm glad we could explore this topic and, uh yeah, like I said, we'll have all the stuff we talked about in the show notes. So um, take care, Alicia, and uh, yeah, I'll talk to you later. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you want to help us out, leave us a review and rating on Stitcher or iTunes, or just share out the show so other people can find all the cool stuff we talk about every single week. Again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Student Affairs Spectacular Podcast. <laughs>